one thing I said at MedicareCon for the Feed the Beast talk was a little bit of controversy makes you interesting, too much makes you a circus. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be a circus. But if you're just too safe all the time, you might be boring. Mm. And the death of content marketing is boredom. You don't want to bore people. You want to keep people's attention every now and then. Like, people can learn stuff reading the dictionary. Yeah. It doesn't make it fun. Yeah. You got to make it enjoyable, relatable. And so sometimes you got to, I mean, it's not a bad thing to share your opinions. It makes you, you a human being. Hey, what's up, everybody? So tonight is a special night. This is the Medicare Sales Podcast After Hours. And today's guest is the one and only Christian Rindle. So here he is joining me today. Thank you so much, Christian. Not tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, well, thank you for having me, Eric. It's a privilege, and um, I'm excited. Me too, man. We have a couple of drinks in us, which yes. is why we're calling this uh, the podcast After Hours. And uh, here we are still on location at 8%. It's mm-hmm. happening at the Statler, which is right behind us. And uh, we, we just enjoyed an incredible night of dancing. Yeah. Celebration, right? We had a great time. I saw you out there cutting a rug, bro. Mm. I, well... Anytime you have Galen Hendricks out there mm-hmm. just going for it, Danielle Kunkel Roberts going for it, you're out there going for it. I went all out, bro. Like, I'm, 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 I'm under 30. If I'm not out there, I'm an embarrassment. You know, and the thing is, there's a lot of gentlemen who would not think like you, <laughs> who would rather say, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to chill over here. I'm just I'm feeling a little too cool for that scene. Yeah. But you're like, nah, man, the music's going to move me. Let's go. Right? And that's where I'm at, bro. Yeah. But well, that's, and that's what I tell people all the time. I'm Latino, man. So it's like, I don't have a choice. Right? The music starts playing. My booty, my, my, my booty, <laughs> my, booty. <laughs> my body starts moving, bro. I just can't help it. It just happens, you know? So, so there I was, right? Front row. I was, my feet are sore. Mine and too. I sweated so much, man. You probably sweat a gallon of sweat, oh, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. But... You were wearing like a suit jacket, like a blazer. So like, I can only imagine, like however much I sweated, you probably sweated like a bucket more. I doubled it, yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, and and people are like, oh, take off your jacket. Where am I gonna put my jacket? (laughs) Like, we're in a room of like, I don't know how many, 500 people. It's like, if I just leave my jacket somewhere, I may never see it again. Someone's gonna take it, someone's gonna take it. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think Joanna said somebody took her purse. Uh Uh-uh. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened, I don't know what the resolution was. That sucks. But it's See? like she was looking for it. I'm See? like, I haven't seen a purse. And that's that's exactly why I didn't want to go that <laughs> route, bro. So listen, I want to talk about a couple of things today because now that I have you here, the last time we got to speak face to face was mm-hmm. at MedicareCon. Yes. That's back in February. Was it yes. February? Right? Yeah. So we had a conversation and I remember telling you, uh, you know, obviously I was congratulating you because you're great at content, right? Creating content. Uh, you run two podcasts. Mm-hmm. You wrote a book. You, uh, you, you, you're trying to constantly be engaged in your private Facebook group. And, and I really I look up to that, you know, because that's one of the things I've always struggled with, making more content. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me, you said, Eric, people want to hear more of what you're saying. Yeah. Please make more content, right? So uh, today, I got a compliment from somebody who said that, hey, I'm really glad to see that you're starting to put more stuff out because I listen to you. 
And I'm just, you know, it, to me, and be honest, I'm not a guy who tracks my metrics and looks at how many views or, you know, that. I put it out there in hopes that people enjoy it. And see how it does. It, yeah, it, yeah. And, and so if it happens, it happens. If I get feedback, I get feedback. But I just like this. I genuinely like having conversations right. with people. And so tell me and tell agents, because there's a lot of agents who they know they need to do this. They know they need to start putting out more content, and they're not. Yeah. How do you get that action to happen? Well, I think it's intimidating for agents because to truly put out content, you have to be in front of a camera. Yeah. Like there, there's other ways that you can do it. Like there's other formats, right? Like you can do a podcast that has no video, but then are you really maximizing the podcast? Absolutely not. Um, you can do blogs. Right, like on a website. So there, there's written content, there's books, there's ebooks, there's a lot of forms of content. But I think both of us can agree because look how we're doing this right now. Mm -hmm. The most powerful form of content that you can put out in the stratosphere is going to be video content. There's nothing more digestible, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I barely watch TV these days, I watch YouTube. All the time, right? Like I have yeah. a YouTube video going on all the time in the background. Um, that's how I consume a majority of my content. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think agents really have a hard time getting in front of the camera and facing those demons. Mm -hmm. And one thing I, I tell agents, um, like when, when, when I talked about this at, at MedicareCon, which you spoke at MedicareCon as well, you, ref, you know, talked about that a second ago, I... Asked the audience, I said, how many of you are putting out content for your business? Probably half the room raised their hand. I was surprised. Yeah. But then I said, I'm like, how many of you are doing it as much as you should? Right. And there was like one or two hands that was staying up. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a consistency thing. You know, it's one of those things to where if you want it to grow, if you want it to really become something, you got to feed it like a baby. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it, what happens when, I mean, you're, you're a parent as am I. When you have a kid, when you have a when you have a child, you have to continue to nurture it, feed your feed your kid, take care of your kid, and they'll grow. Hundred percent. Your your brand online is exactly the same thing. So if you neglect it, it's going to get weaker. It might die, you know. Yeah. And I feel like the the main thing is I feel like getting in front of the camera is a terrifying thing for a lot of agents. Like to them, it's like the same thing as like getting in front of a, a room of people, right? You know, like we did it at MedicareCon and speaking. Yeah. It's the same kind of fear. And one thing I always tell people to get over that is like, you just have to do it because everybody feels that way Yeah. at the beginning. I know you did. I'm, I did for yeah. sure. And you're going to suck at first at it. You are like yeah. you go back and watch, some of our earliest videos that I put out, I can't watch them to this day. They're cringy. Yeah. Um, but the same, the same is true in sales. Right. You're going to suck at first. The mm -hmm. same is true as marketing. The same is true with anything you do. You're yeah. going to suck at first. It, it, you have to take practice, right? Mm -hmm. You have to keep doing it over and over. So you're, you, know, you hit it right on the head with that. So the other thing that I hear a lot from agents is I don't know what to talk about or right. I'm running out of stuff to talk about. How do I consistently week in, week out, keep making content videos when I don't know what to say? Right, for sure. And it's definitely a challenge, especially when you get a library of content, like a mountain of content. So like the Everything Medicare podcast, for example, it's a consumer facing podcast. 
it's got 250 episodes. It's really hard at this point to find topics. Um, Six Figure Medicare Agent has 200 videos now on the channel. We have another channel for consumers, got over 400 videos on it. Like it's, 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 it's a struggle and it doesn't get easier, I'm afraid. Right. Because sometimes you're gonna have to talk about similar topics and things like that, but the best way to find topics is number one, take inspiration from others. Don't steal mm -hmm. topics, don't completely rip off a video, but like if someone does a video about something, there's nothing to say that you can't give your own take on. Right. Maybe a topic. Give it, make it your own, of course. Um, but also, you know, doing keyword searches. Keyword searches is huge when you want to grow on YouTube because you're, you're essentially making videos that people actually are actively looking for. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to build the video around that topic and you know for a fact it's going to be a relevant topic. Yeah. I think that... When people, when people think about, hey, it, it's time for me to get on camera, it's time for me to make content, they, they get paralyzed by the fear that other people are going to judge them mm -hmm. and they're going to think ill of them or think they're silly or stupid or right. uneducated or whatever, right? How do you tell people just to move past that? How do you move past that fear? Yeah. Well, I think, like, to be honest, in my opinion, I think there's very few people in our space that are better at that than you, like letting things fall off you. Oh, yeah. Like if someone says something bad about you and something says, some, somebody says something bad about all of us yeah. that put ourselves out there, like there's no exceptions to that. Um, for me, when I first started putting out content, I was 25. And so my first reaction when somebody would attack me would be to attack them back. Mm. Um, that's the wrong way to go about it. You're giving them what they want, attention. Mm -hmm. um, and what I would tell people is, if you can't handle the criticism, you shouldn't make content because no, if, if, if you get to a point where there's an active audience and you're growing, you will get to a point where somebody's not gonna like you yes. for whatever reason. You could be perfect behind the camera. Everything you could say could be 100% accurate, you could do nothing wrong, you could walk on water, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. And there's still gonna be someone that's pissed off about it. Someone's gonna dislike your videos. Yeah. You know, someone's gonna say something mean in the comments. It, it is what it is, it comes with the territory of putting yourself out there. It's the same thing with sales. Let's, like, let's take it back to sales. Mm -hmm. I started out in the business cold calling, because that's all I knew to do at the time. When you're cold calling, you get yelled at a lot. You get screamed at a lot. You get hung up on a lot. Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. The, the, what I always told myself when I was a young agent, 21, 22 years old, when I was cold calling trying to build my business, um, is the person on the other end of the phone, they're not going to reach through the phone and grab me or something like that. You know, right. like you just, you, you need to just disconnect and just keep yourself level emotionally. And social media is the same way. They're not going to just come through the computer. One of the pieces of advice I always give people, especially when it comes to people saying negative things about you or speaking ill of you, is that at the end of the day, that person isn't putting money in your pocket. Right. And the content that we're trying to create, the end goal is that we're trying to create new clients. Right. So if that person who's speaking ill of you isn't going to end up putting money in your pocket, in fact, they're doing the opposite, right? They're just, they're mm -hmm. never gonna put money in because they're trash talkers. 
why do we give them any credence? Why do we even pay attention to them? They're not worth the time, you know? Yeah. So I always tell people, like, if they're not directly putting money in your pocket or truly affecting that, don't even give them the time of day. Right, for sure. And, like, I think, I think it was Grant Cardone that said this. Like, I'm a big Grant Cardone guy. Um, he said that, like, do what you do. Put your content out and put it out in bulk and in, in massive action quantities because the people that don't like it, the people that get mad about it or annoyed about it, they're never going to do business with you anyway. Yeah. So why are you trying to tailor to them? Yeah, 100%. They're, they're not your target audience. And that's, you know, again, the, we're casting a wide net anytime, right. right? There's probably people who don't like my interviewing style. They're probably people who don't want to listen to my podcast. They can just skip right by it. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed at this event time and time again so far, people have told me, Hey, thanks for putting out these podcasts. Like, we do enjoy what you're saying. We enjoy your interviews. We enjoy what's going on. Thanks for putting them out. That I take because, again, that's when I'm casting my net. That's exactly who I'm trying to reach. Yeah. I know there's people out there. You know there's people out there who want to hear the information we're talking about. And going back to the idea we were talking about earlier when you were saying it gets tough to continually make content once you get to a certain part. Right. Um, at that point, though... Because like it's been so long, couldn't you go look at your first episode and just remake a new video mm -hmm. talking about the same thing? Because yeah. most people, they're not going to remember 200. They might think, I think you might have done this before, but now you might have a slightly newer spin or you might talk about something different on there. So that's how another way you can rehash that, isn't it? Absolutely. And like another thing you can do that we started doing last year is I would go back and react to other videos I put out or other podcasts I put out, like I would almost play them and listen to them and I'd react to them. To your and own? My own, my okay. me, me talking. And I would go over things about maybe my opinion might have changed on something mm. and I might do a rehashed version of it. And those episodes seem to perform really well. Like people like to see people react to things. Yeah. Like they're very popular videos on YouTube and everything like that. Um, and so like, you're 100% right. You can rehash topics. You can bring them back up. And information doesn't always stay the same. We're always growing as individuals. We're growing as people. We're growing as, you know, as, as fathers, right, mm. as friends, as entrepreneurs, as employers, all of the above. We should always be evolving, right? right. That's, if we're constantly feeding our minds and we're constantly working on ourselves, there we are. We're going to constantly be growing and we're not going to be the same people we were a year ago. Right. You know? So do you ever, in doing those videos where, where you react, have you ever done them on interview videos that you do or just ones where you were, doing, where you were talking about a topic on your own? I, I haven't as of yet. It's mainly just been topics of my own. Usually it's something that I've said that might be controversial. Ah, okay. Because it, it's spicy. Yeah. Um, yeah you're, you're, no, you're no stranger to controversy. No, right? no. <laughs> I mean, I, the thing about me, like, and... I think it was I think it was Justin that said this. Like Justin said something about me. I heard I was listening to an interview he did with somebody. I don't even remember who. And somehow I came up. Mm. And my ears perk up right when I come up, <laughs> I guess. But like um well it's just to me, I mean I mean I love that I'm getting mentioned on someone else's show that I'm not even on. Yeah. You know, it's like that tells me that what I'm doing is working. Um but what Justin said about me stuck with me because it, to me it was the best compliment he could pay me. Um, I have a lot of respect for him, you know, and one thing that he said was the thing about Christian is he's not afraid. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He's not afraid to piss people off. He's not afraid of being controversial and he's not afraid to put himself out there. Yeah. 
And um, that's what I would tell people. That's the attitude you need to have. Like, even if, I mean, you don't want to be too controversial. One thing I said at MedicareCon for the Feed the Beast talk was a little bit of controversy makes you interesting. Too much makes you a circus. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be a circus. But if you're just too safe all the time, you might be boring. Mm. And the death of content marketing is boredom. You don't want to bore people. You want to keep people's attention every now and then. Like people can learn stuff reading the dictionary. Yeah. It doesn't make it fun. Yeah. You got to make it enjoyable, relatable. And so sometimes you got to, I mean, it's not a bad thing to share your opinions. It makes you, you a human being. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things, you know, if, if you look at all of my, pa my past podcasts, I actually don't have very many where it's just me talking. Right. I have maybe two or three. The majority of my podcasts have always been interviews because I find people interesting. And right. that's what I want to do. I want to talk to interesting people and find out more about what they're doing and what, what goes on, right? I think that that's one of the things that I would probably struggle with myself is trying to find that balance that if I make a video on my own, you know, what, what topic would I talk about that could be a little bit controversial right. but not, not too much? I guess it's, that'd be one of the, the crazy things. So do you have any kind of tips for what that could be, some yeah. ideas of the slightly controversial, but not too much. Yeah, like you're, you're on the fence, yeah, more or less. Um, I mean, for me, probably the, the first thing that I ever talked about that was controversial was the whole TRICARE subject. Yeah. Um, I'm infamous for that, apparently. Like, but also, since I started talking about that, we've had over a thousand agents take my TRICARE training. Yeah. And um, it... I've seen a shift in the industry, and I don't know if that's because of necessarily just me, but I think I played a small part. Sure, it's um, been taboo for the longest time yeah. that you know people would say if you find someone who's on Tricare, leave them the hell alone. Right, right? And, and there's certainly situations that you should, right? Like obviously you shouldn't just push people on Tricare or something, but like there's certain instances where it makes sense. Yeah, that's all I was ever saying, um, and you can do something for them that works, and. There were so many people that, like, they were, like, just, you could tell by their responses that they were just, like, spitting angry at me for even hinting that this could be done. And, but think about that. You know why that's crazy? Because all you did was provide a solution, in my opinion. Like, hey, here's another way to help clients better and earn more money. And, yet yeah, they're getting, like, they're... they're, they're angry it's like it right. doesn't even make sense that reaction it, it's it's crazy to me because so originally i was taught how to do that by a carrier rep yeah someone that worked for the insurance company so the insurance company doesn't have a problem with it um and we but at the time of me starting to actually talk about it I, I didn't talk about it for the longest time because i was like this is the greatest yeah. you know i'm like nobody no competition yeah whatsoever um and it's like a niche that's ours. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, we, I had written internally like 200, 300 people on TRICARE on MA plans before I even ever talked about and it. And that in itself, I mean, that's, that's proof of concept. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if you only did it with one or two, I, I would have been hesitant. I would have been like, right. mm, I don't know, bro. We had a big sample size. Yeah. And so like, when, and, and this was over the course of like a couple of years. It wasn't like in three, six, Which means six months. they would have been able to use their insurance. Right. They would have been able to go to the doctor process, all that, and find out that, hey, everything is working mm -hmm. as it should. Yeah. 
So like that was probably the first thing that I started talking about that was controversial. Um, I think if you have an opinion on something and you know something works like that, that's probably a very unique situation and example. But like there were people, tons of people in the industry that would openly post that like if you work, there was one person in particular runs a big group, I won't say any names, they came out and said, if you write someone that has TRICARE, you are a scumbag. Oh. And I pushed back. There was like a hundred comments on a thread. I still remember it very vividly. I missed that, Andrew. I don't know, did, Andrew, did you catch it? We have studio audience, by the way. That's what I'm talking we to. We do. It's special. <laughs> but you, wow, I missed that. There was like, and this was a couple years ago. Wow. This was okay. not recently, but like there was like probably a hundred comments on this thread, a hundred percent in favor of what this person was saying. And then there was me pushing back. Wow. And I start. I got hate from agents like you're a dumbass, you're a moron, you know. Wow. Like, and I just I didn't back down. Right. I didn't back down because I knew, like you said, proof of concept. Yep. Um, and I'm not afraid. Like, and, and I put a video out with Tony Merwin earlier this year, and I don't. I I think he probably would have appreciated looking back on it if I maybe even took it down a notch. I probably was a little too much. This is probably on the other side of the fence. But we did a video about GA contracts yeah. and what it takes to get a GA contract in the Medicare Advantage world. Yeah. A lot of FMOs will tell you you need five agents. It's a very common industry thing. But carriers only require one yeah. for a majority of insurance companies. So we did a video about that, kind of exposing that, if you will. Yeah. And I blasted it out there like in people's face. And I was very abrupt, very like about it. And a lot of the FMOs and people that are with FMOs that are big recruiters that require the five agents, well, we were hurting their business. Yeah. Like we were basically like calling them out. Because now they're going back to their FMOs and saying, hey, I want that GA contract. Right. You, you need to kick that back you're over lying me. To me. And now you're cutting into their bottom line. Right, exactly. And, and, that, and that actually ruins some relationships. Wow, really? I wish it didn't have to come to that, but there was a couple people that like, it, it, it was a deal breaker in terms of our relationship. And I hate that. Because, I mean, I could have handled it better looking back on it. But, like, that video did so well. <laughs> it performed so well. It's infamous. I've had three people this weekend at 8% tell me, they're like, you, you helped me. Yeah. Because I have, like, three agents, you know, with me. We do probably, like, 600 apps a year between us. You know, we probably each do, like, 100, 200 apps a year or something like that. Um, and, like, I was struggling to find these other two agents. And... I found out that I didn't need to. This per this is a person that's not making any override. Right. He's providing the training and helping, but he's not making any override off these right. efforts. Right. And so little things like that, you know, like if I know something is hidden or behind a curtain that maybe I know about mm -hmm. because of where I've gotten to in the industry, I'm not afraid to put it out there, even if it might hurt somebody's business. I'm not trying to hurt somebody's business, but my, my, my standpoint is you should always do the right thing for your customers, for your agents. You should be honest, transparent, show integrity, and you won't have a problem with anything I put out. Yeah. So how do you, how do you determine in your mind, right? Because there has to be kind of like a, a sliding scale. If, if someone is speaking ill of you, yeah. What's been, I guess, your guide so far to whether you're going to clap back? Well, I, I, I definitely haven't handled every situation correctly. We've talked about this. Like, it is what it is. You know, like, 
developing, growing, getting used to being in the spotlight. Yeah. Because for years, I was just an independent agent. The first time we ever did an interview together, yeah. I wasn't really recruiting. I wasn't doing nearly as much content. I was just doing a podcast. And um, I was writing a lot of business. I was a good producer, but I wasn't doing what we're doing today. Right. Like it's not like the, the amount of growth, it was probably three years ago or something like that, but yeah. like the amount of growth is just insane since then. Um, I've gotten much more selective at who I give the attention to. I would say I love the way that you handle things. And I'm trying to be more like you. Appreciate because that. I'm trying to let's let it fall off my back. Yeah. And just pay almost none of it any mind. Now if it's somebody that I know that's a friend of mine and all of a sudden they just smack me in the in the head, right. I might pick up the phone and call them privately. That's yeah. probably the best way for me to approach it instead of just trying to blast somebody. I'm trying not to blast people. Yeah. Because it just doesn't turn out well. Galen gave me a good talk. She <laughs> called me about a month ago. I blasted somebody. She called me up. She was like, you're better than that. Yeah. And um, it meant a lot to me. And I, ever since then, like, I've been trying this year. It's a year. gut check, isn't it? It's a yeah, gut check. When you, you have it. somebody as respected as Galen who comes in and says, come on, you're better than that. You, you got to listen. You can't ignore the, the advice. And so, like, for me, I think you should just ignore the negativity. Ignore it. Don't give it any attention like you said. I think that's going to be your best solution. Now, don't get me wrong. People in the groups, you run a group, I run a group. They love the drama. Yeah. They love the drama. They love it. But you don't want them to come to you for drama. That's right. You want them to come to you for value. Yes. And that's, I felt like we were starting to become more, you know, people would seek us out just to kind of like watch the show. Yeah, yeah. What's, know, what's, the dirt? what's the dirt today? And I didn't want to be known for that. I wanted to be known for putting out great content, putting out value, and putting out stuff that helps agents. Yeah. And so I think the best approach you're going to be able to do is just turn the other cheek, ignore it, move on, keep it moving. Yeah. And, you know, I made a, I made a post in my group, which you're a part of as well, mm -hmm. and I made a post and they're asking, they're just kind of saying, hey, what I've been observing, and I wasn't by any means calling you out or your group. I'm talking about when I look at all the groups as a whole, right. whether it be Medicare, final expense, whatever. I'm like, man, I'm noticing there's this trend where it seems like there's more and more drama popping up. And honestly, I just don't think that that was any of the leader's intent when right. creating these groups. And, you know, I got a lot of comments on that and people yeah. coming from both sides of it. But ultimately, it seems that the majority agreed with like, yeah, man, this is... It is. It's getting really dramatic out there, and you know, we we need yeah. to kind of course correct. Just because, sure. again, I think that as much as it can be fun <laughs> to kind of look at the dirt and what's going on, like there's a st there's still real people involved. Right. A lot of times in those situations, and feelings are being hurt or right. friendships are being hurt, and and I just think that again, as much as it can be fun for people to read that, like that stuff should most likely, most often be taken care of in private. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the situation that Galen actually called me about, there was somebody that was kind of taking shots at me, mm -hmm. somebody respected in the industry. I took it a certain way. I blasted them. It was obvious I was blasting them. Galen called me. She checked me. I needed it. Yeah. Like I needed that, you know, like from her as yeah. a mentor, as a friend, Yeah. like I needed that. She's been unbelievable. But 
What I loved was a mutual friend reached out to me because they knew the situation. They got us on the phone within three days, mm -hmm. me and this other person that were having this issue, and we talked it out. Yeah. And we're cool. Good. Everything's good. And so my approach now is like anybody that I've had problems with, I want to work it out yeah. if we can. Yeah. But obviously there's certain people that it's just super it's challenging. Gonna it's not going to yeah. happen. But yeah. like, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. But it also doesn't have to be, again, a super dramatic event right. that the entire world is privy to because mm -hmm. it's being blasted all over the internet. You know? Right. For sure. But I get it because there are, there are just some people who it's just not going to work out. Even if you did try or wanted to try, you just know it's not going to work out and it's better to be left alone. Right. One of the things I tell people, agents especially all the time, is that this is a relationship business. It always has been. It'll always continue to be. Mm -hmm. And you need to be very careful about who you're picking battles with because people in our industry have long memories. <laughs> You know, That's they have the raw memories and, and we're, it's a small world. Our right. group is all these Medicare groups and all, we're a real small world. And so mm -hmm. it's like, you screw someone over here, next time you might try to get a deal somewhere else, someone's gonna be like, hey, we're buddy, we're best friends and don't give that guy a deal. Like, it can affect you and you won't even know it. Right. That there's stuff going on in the back end because of what you did or how you attacked somebody in the past. So I always tell people, don't attack carrier reps. Don't attack carriers directly. Like, don't call them and be all incredibly hostile. Like, it's a relationship business. Right. You know, how do they say you, you attract more bees with, with honey than, uh, shit than, than vinegar, flies. vinegar, yeah, right? Something. something like that. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'd actually might do the opposite. <laughs> but that's, but, but that's, and again, that's my experience speaking, right? Because I've had to deal with agents. Like, <laughs> I remember this fucking, this agent called a company so angry that he threatened to blow up their office. <laughs> this was like I was like, bro, this is post 9-11, right? And I'm oh, just good like, Lord, how no. crazy can you be that you call I mean he got terminated. There's nothing I would even want to try to do to stop that termination because I'm like, bro, you you earned you deserve that, that termination. That you know, it was just insane. That's but insane. but but there's a lot of especially there's a lot of big producers who feel yeah. like, hey man, I'm bringing you X amount of business, so I should be able to say whatever I want to say because if I'm because you, but, I'm bringing you all this business. You gotta, I should get my way. But a single producer, like, no matter who you are, your business is replaceable. Yeah. Like, in this grand scheme of things, like, look at, like, okay, let's say a United Healthcare. I don't care who you are, you're dropping the bucket. Yeah. In comparison, you know, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, the carriers look at us as something that, in my opinion, needs to be a beneficial. A mutually beneficial relationship. Yes. So we have to be benefiting them more than we're being a detriment yes. in their eyes. And if they ever think that we're a detriment, there's nothing to stop them from pulling your contract. Nothing. You don't want to get in that situation. All contracts have in their contracts that they can terminate you for without cause. Right. You know, and so that's their that's their escape their scapegoat. There's they can mm -hmm. just say hey. They don't have to tell you why. They just say, hey, we can terminate you without cause. Yeah. Obviously, you can get in trouble and get terminated for cause, but you're 100% correct. And again, that's why I tell agents, like, hey, you have to think about what you're about to do. Right. You know, it's just like this, this, just, this world we live in, our industry is a relationship industry. And the more you can rub elbows with people and be kind to people, I just think you're going to get a much better response. That's at least yeah. how it's worked for me. 
in the in the 15 years that I've been in this industry. And and I couldn't agree more with you. Like that's why I say, you know, I respect what how the way you handle things and conduct yourself incredibly because you nobody's better at it. You know, like you never hear any drama coming from Eric's camp. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. You know, yeah. like you say you're the quiet one. It's because you don't have any shit going on yeah. publicly. Yeah. You know, like you keep anything that's going on that's uncomfortable behind the scenes and you just keep it to yourself. Um, and like that's commendable. Yeah. And there's, there's definitely, there's been cause for me to clap back and to yeah. react to some, but. If, if anybody has had reason to, it's you. Yeah. yeah like 100%, you know, like, I mean. There's been situations where, like, I would see somebody clap back, at you, you know, clap at you or go at you, and I would want to say something myself because I'd be so upset about it. Because I'm like, it's I'm like, what, what, what yeah. the hell? You know, I'm like, Eric's like the <laughs> nicest guy in the world, you know. And so, it's it's very tempting. It's hard to not want to just blight somebody up, especially when you have a platform. Yeah. When you have a platform, you're like, okay, I got a big stick. I'm gonna yeah. smack you with it. Yeah. That's kind of how I. Uh, that's kind of how my mentality has been. I'm. I like to think I'm maturing. Yeah. I like to think I'm maturing. I'm growing up. I'm gonna be 29 in August. Yeah, you're still young, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I know that like, for me, I don't want people to view me in the industry as a sideshow. Right. And that's, that's the biggest thing I would tell people is like, when you're controversial, kind of to take it back to the original question, when you're controversial. Don't do it in a, in, a, in a combative way. Just don't be afraid to share your opinions. Right. Right? Like there's a, there's a right way to do that in a wrong way. Um, and if you're just going to be you and you share your opinions um, and if somebody disagrees with your opinions, let them disagree. Yeah. You don't need to get into a, a pissing match with that person. That's, a, that's another great point because in your responses, right – if that's where a lot of times things can get really heated it may not the original post might have started it but it's normally in the responses back and forth that all of a sudden name calling starts to happen right and you're just like uh oh this is where nobody likes to be called names so it's like as nobody. soon as those, the name calling starts happening that's what starts get going south real quick yeah you know so i would always say conduct yourself with you know a good demeanor when you're responding even if you disagree and, and I just think it's going to have a much better outcome, you know. And again, not giving you the advice. I'm just telling everybody. Of course. You know, that's, yeah. that's how it should be done. Because we're just, we are in a weird world now where yeah. it's, everything is on social media. Everything is visible and all that shit is records that are being kept. And everybody's triggered. Yeah. About everything. Yeah. And so, like, in a world where there's, like, everybody's nerves are so poking out and they're so visible. Yeah. Um. My, my thought process is like, don't be like Ryan Seacrest and never like say anything outside of like the lines. You don't want to be that person in my opinion, like, yeah. you know, but I think it's okay to push the boundaries a little bit yeah. when it comes to sharing valuable information or advice to somebody. Um, but it doesn't have to become like, you know, high school. Yeah. Best summed up as look for maybe slightly controversial topics, mm -hmm. but not necessarily slightly controversial people. Yes. Like it shouldn't be controversial attacks. It should be more like, hey, let's look at different topics. 
why is plan N outselling plan G now? You know, yeah. Like, stuff like that. And you can give your opinion on it. And people are like, ah, plan N, and co-pays, blah, 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 right? They have their, they'll argue back with you. Mm-hmm. But that's a good controversial topic, right? Right. You call out an agent directly, that may not go so well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like when, but with the TRICARE thing, I had so many agents threatened to report me. That's wild. Like that was a thing. Like people trying to get our contracts terminated. People trying to <laughs> report us to CMS about wow. it. Like we were like victimizing people. Like it's it's crazy. Um, but I didn't back down. And now, tons of people in the industry promote it as a uh, as a legitimate way to do business. Yeah. Um, well, when you have carriers agreeing with you and saying he's correct. It's kind of hard to argue at that point. Right. So, right. no, good good on you, man. I said that there's definitely places where it's good to stand tall and stand your ground, especially when you have the proof, which you had clearly. And, uh, and then there's obviously times where you should just let it let it skate by. So, like I said, I, it, it's always interesting. You know, you have an amazing group. You have great Thank participation you. in the group. Um, I love going in there and I love reading what's going on. Um, I just think that it's a lot of fun to see the growth that you're having. I love seeing that stuff, man. I do. I'm one of those guys. I love to cheer people on. I love seeing other people's growth. I don't, I don't get jealous or compare or whatever, you know, I'm just like, Oh, Christian's getting more engagement in his group than mine. Like, I don't care, man. My group isn't about that. My group is about, Hey, I wanted a platform to continue to give out information to people that hopefully will help them. Right. You know, if they engage, they engage. If they don't, they don't. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I think that's what makes your group unique and special. You know, like there's, there's not really an agenda other than to bring value. Yeah. And like that's the main thing I would say with content marketing. And a lot of people get this wrong. Like anybody that's a Gary Vaynerchuk fan, you know, mm-hmm. it's give, 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 then ask. Yeah. Not ask, 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 then give. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like you need to give tremendously more than you're ever asking from your audience. Yeah. Um, and if you provide the value and it's legit actionable value that you're like, you know, just giving them for free, they will come. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the name of the game, folks. It's a, it, it's a quickly changing world that we live in. And so you guys got to you know keep up with what's happening. That's just the way we have to work. So I, I wanted to wrap this up by saying that, again, you've done an incredible job, my friend. Thank you. Your, your podcast is uh, awesome, the one that you have for consumers. Mm-hmm. Your podcast that you also do with Glenn is mm-hmm. so much fun, Taco Tuesdays. Thanks. You guys got to check it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that anybody who's listening to this is probably already in your Facebook group, the Six Figure Medicare Agent Group. Uh, but if not, you need to go look it up on Facebook and join. Uh, anything else that you want to let the audience know about before we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, um, I'll, my, I guess my, my final thought would be, I think in a world in the next five to ten years where like, agents complain about the Joe Namath commercials and all these increased advertisements that's going on and, and kind of more venture capital entering our industry, yeah. the way that you combat that, the way that you, you really try to remain relevant, in my opinion, is branding. And I think that the, the, the lowest barrier to entry when it comes to branding is through content creation. Yes. And so I feel like there's going to be two camps. I feel like there's going to be people that do it and embrace it now 
and in five years from now, there's going to be the people that did not. And I feel like it's the business is going to be hard for them. Yeah, harder. I feel the same way about the technology aspect, which is why I'm out there preaching that constantly. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, the business, everything that we're doing now because of technology is rapidly changing from social media content to tools and technology that we right. use in our daily practice. So you guys got it. That's why I was telling you. I know a lot of you are maybe stuck in your ways or so used to a way that's been successful for a while, but technology is going to outpace you at some point soon. And either you get on board and ride that train or you'll eventually find you've been left behind. Yeah. And that's the worst feeling. Yes. You know, you just don't want that in your business. And so, I mean, listen to what this guy's telling you. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got his finger on the pulse. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, thanks so much for having this late night podcast with me. Thanks for I know having we've me. we've had a couple of drinks, but we got into some serious conversation that needed to be had. And I hope that everybody's going to take away something from it. So, Christian. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me. You're All the right. man. Talk to you guys soon. See you on the next video. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.